2: Hello everyone and welcome back to Oh What A Night after a tiny period away where nothing happened in the Euros. We're all staying very quiet about that. We're back... On whatever podcast platform you're listening on, on the show today, Hunter Godson, Jude Summerfield, Shawnee Walsh, no Dan Kilpatrick, as he's sunning himself somewhere, I'm sure, but that usually means that there's some enormous breaking news about to happen, so everyone stand by, hold on to the, to the expensive China as things get nice and exciting. Um,
3: how are you all? Yeah, not bad, lad, not bad. Uh <laughs> it's been a as you said very quiet summer very little happened and happy really happy to get back to spurs really looking forward to it. (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of weird isn't it
2: dude that we sort of like we we, you you go so deeply into something else and then when it all ends you're suddenly kind of it's quite difficult to pick yourself back up to go again
4: yeah but um we don't really have a choice in that it starts up in like three or four weeks now doesn't it doesn't it so um we're just I mean like straight the... off of one heartbreak and bang into another. I suppose <laughs> the pre- the Prem
2: starts in four weeks, but in terms of pre season, I mean, mm-hmm. players are already in, players are already into full swing. Have you been watching the training bids, Sean?
0: I've seen a few of them. Um, I don't really want to look at them right now, they don't <laughs> deserve my attention. <laughs> Sean um,
2: became an optimist while we've been away.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> is. nothing but positive vibes. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's just so like for the last four weeks like my mindset's been so on like England I like I haven't really thought about spurs at all and then we to obviously the way the Euros ended, you got to come back into this now and it's like, oh god, here we go again. <laughs> it's
3: mm-hmm. hard, isn't it? Because we love like the what the England guys did was like make everyone fall head over heels in love with them. They showed that you can be brilliant on the pitch and off the pitch, really stand for what you believe in. And, and really make a difference in people's lives. And then we come back to Spurs and we're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> we like tried to join a super league. We hired like one of the super managers of the world who like bullied people. We tried to furlough people. <laughs> like it's like, welcome back. We did do a COVID vaccination center at the stadium. So swings and roundabouts. It's your club. <laughs> it's your club.
2: All right. Uh, the... the um... The thing with England that I thought that made a difference for me that made me feel warm and fuzzy was that it was quite nice for the 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 Twitter noise and war to stop where everyone is a joke or a fraud or the goat or like, oh my god, you missed a shot. You're a um and then it came screaming back to me that uh domestic football was back as soon as I saw. The Arsenal goalkeeper in the frenny against Hibernian miss like uh, do, do an air shot on Hibernian score, then Eddie and Ketia miss from about eight yards, and then Pepe miss a penalty and Hibernian win two 0 or two one or whatever it was, yeah, two one. Um and and immediately I was like, We're back, baby. That was like
3: <laughs> here a, we go. That was like a soft opening launch, like a launch night where you've got like it was, wasn't it? <laughs> a couple of discounts on things tonight. I was like, uh, it's <laughs>
2: Industry locals invited down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's sort of people from the industry invited in, pay seven ninety nine and come and watch Arsenal get humiliated early doors, and and also, uh, pay sort of pay seven ninety nine, securing knowledge that you're also gonna watch the All or Nothing documentary. <laughs> where hopefully, that will feature. Uh, I mean, the, just incredible.
3: The Yeah, it came back even sooner for me than the sort of realization of Dwest. It came back when I saw an, an Arsenal fan tweeting that Harry Kane. How dare Harry Kane let Bakayo Saka take the last penalty? And it was a bit like, well, it's not really his decision, is it? <laughs> but there you go. The lines are drawn I very mean, he's, quickly. He's again. literally not the manager. Yeah, exactly. The lines are drawn very <laughs> yeah, quickly. Yeah, that line's They're drawn like, early north. Off you go.
2: Yeah. I, I don't want to dwell on the euros at all. Hmm. But um, one thing that I definitely, definitely did, and I don't know whether you guys did this as well, I found myself just. I am still so fiercely defensive of Harry Kane. Like, I can't help it. I can't switch it off. As soon as people were like, What's well, Harry Kane is a I was like, Oh my God, you shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> really, sort of like unnecessarily and over the top defensive of him. Um, and then anytime he scored, I would like, I sort of celebrated more whenever he scored, you know? It's
4: always very weird that, though, isn't it? Because the max he goes without scoring or like having a great game is like two or three games. And then he's just back to doing what he does. Even if he's in like a different setup for England where, you know, if he's not at Spurs, he's not the man who has to like do everything. There are good players alongside him; They can take some of the brunt as well. Um. So, yeah, I mean, he was always going to come back and do good bits. He was pretty good in the final as well, to be fair, even oh, though he didn't... I, th- I thought like he was just... so
0: good in that first yeah. half. So, so good. Oh, man. And then... When England actually had is...
4: the ball and they yeah. were linking stuff up and actually looking half dangerous.
2: Judy, it was quite strange sort of watching on. I don't know whether you you felt this with, with Harry Kane, but I was celebrating his goals for some reason, like 10 times more than any other goal. Like, I, I sort of almost... It, it was... It, like a weird vindication of me saying all year that he is the best player in the Prem for example
4: <laughs> well the best player in the Prem's is uh, Ruben Diaz actually but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's like weird public enemy number one whenever he plays for England Hurricane which doesn't really make any sense when he's sort of their best player and I know people sort of fawn over you know Phil Fone and Jack Grealish and they are sick of obviously those are really good players but Kane's like your man mm. and he's the guy who's going to score the big goals when you need him um and yeah he wasn't he wasn't at his sharpest in the group stage I think he even said that but as soon as they needed him to to come up trumps he did he scored in like the quarters and the round of 16 in the semis so and he played well in the final as well like his mm, link up play he did. was really really good and um England just lost the
3: ball a little bit too much in the second half but Hey-ho, no, he was he was fabulous. Hey ho, that's it in a nutshell. With the he was brilliant in the first half, but England were good in the first half, and then the second half England were not good. Um, but yeah, to to Jude's point, you can't you know the best the the man with the most goals, the most assists in the Premier League. You you just the disrespect that person. If if his name was Kevin de Harry Kane we wouldn't be having this conversation <laughs> at all, but it's just because pe- people dislike, I genuinely believe that people just dislike him and will lo- and will hope that he, he doesn't do well.
2: Yeah. It'd be weird to see like if when we go back into the start of this season, whether people just revert to type and the same old kind of lines get trotted out, I'm sure they will. Um, but look, let's for today, here's the order of service. We're going to fly through uh, a few bits. So, um, We'll talk through the kind of manager search because the original intention was to pod as soon as the new manager was announced and we did go a substantial period of time without a manager. So we're going to talk through that. Um, we're going to pick out who to, to watch out for in the friendlies because we have got four or five friendlies coming up over a short period of time. It's a month to go until the season kicks off. But in that time, we've got some actual decent friendlies in there that should give us a good run out. Um, what we've heard on the transfer front and then what we're kind of looking forward to this season and what we're hoping, hopefully looking to aim at. so let's start with the manager search so feel free guys to to jump in and, and anyone can go first here, but what did you make of what did you make of that whole thing? Were you like me refreshing Twitter sort of daily at different points or daily like as in refreshing all the time to to see like what the the latest was?
3: no. It had it had peaks and troughs, didn't it? It had moments where you were you are intrigued. Your Mauricio Pochettino's, your Antonio Conte's, um, it, it to less a lesser say your Ten hogs, and then it had real real downsides. Uh, Ala Gattuso, I'm gonna put him right at the bottom, bottom of the list, bottom of the pile. No due diligence done, really embarrassing sort of forty eight hours there, and and an impressive uh, sort of coming together of Tottenham fans, which you you rarely see in in modern football. So I guess, but no, it got to the point where it was a, it was a running joke. And with England as a lovely distraction, it became like guys just sort it out. And and then we'll revisit this once the Euros is done because it wasn't, I think most Spurs fans will be like, Nuno isn't the best option. He's not the worst option, but it certainly was an anti-climax after everything that had come before. So yeah, I was not refreshing by the time we got to week 10 of the, of the search. (laughs) Mm.
4: no it was just very exhausting wasn't it i mean yep like on our on our slack chat we were just putting up with um messages being like oh and now i've thrown my hat in to be the new tottenham manager and i know like we're not sitting around being like "Oh, tottenham have smashed out of the park the last year but like i was just i was just done with those little with those little needly jokes i just wanted them to go away just like well, it's my shithole but it's not your shithole you
3: know, you can't, you can't rinse our shit out. <laughs> it was quite nice having Palace go through it at the same time. It's like, yeah, <laughs> our lads, our lads down south, they get it. They understand <laughs> our pain.
2: Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I, I couldn't, like, all the, like, by the time the, 50 millionth person was like throwing my name into the ring. Yeah, the yeah. Like, oh, Matt Hancock's throwing his name into the ring. The <laughs> it's like, wow, that was a really good one. I think.
3: Mm. <laughs> it really was. It was really funny. It was really, really funny. Really, yeah, good. really good, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. droll. And if you send it to me on WhatsApp, as a thousand people did, I definitely was not replying to you. Maybe I, never again.
2: I felt quite guilty as well because that's but like people clearly thought when they sent that WhatsApp message that they, they were like, "This'll tickle him."
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, I love this
4: one.
2: We <laughs> will have heard this before. I'll tell yeah. you what. I'll give him a good rib tickler, and then like you get it, and you're like, "I've archived you and blocked you." And I'm gonna get out of my life. Sorry, <laughs> mom. Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Yeah. Shaunie, I'm sure as like a, a hopeless romantic and optimist you would have enjoyed the manager search
0: it was so 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 embarrassing to be associated <laughs> with this club <laughs> uh, I mean I know we were losing a lot last year but this took the real piss didn't it like oh my god like was it Poggio? No, it's not going to be Podge. Is it Conte? Oh, we think it's going to be Conte. Oh, it's not Conte. Oh, Fonseca's come out. Oh, no, we paid him. I'll oh, t- tell, so, tell you what, we?
2: I'll tell you what, Take us from the top. So, as you saw it play out, like just through the eyes of Sean Walsh, take us chronologically through the ups and downs of. of where we were linked and who we were sort of aligned to, and how you felt at the time—that the the roller coaster of emotion that was mm. your sort of life of watching our manager hunt.
0: I think I think Poch was like the first real kind of strongly linked one. Cause I know we, we, there were like tentative links with Nargosman I as the season was winding down, but I think everyone kind of expected that he was going to buy him, and then the Poch stuff kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it did seem like he was genuinely out of his mind and wanted to come back, mm-hmm. and at that point, it's just like, you know, if he's this mad, then this is the perfect match, and he can never leave. So that was that was cool for a couple of days, and then it turned out that from France, like he hadn't asked to leave and he was looking forward to it. And now PSG have spent billions in the transfer market and bought some really good players. So I don't think he wants to come back here and work with what we've got. And then the con- the Conte thing was really kind of that came out of nowhere as well because I don't think anyone expected him to leave Inter. Mm. And then I, and even when he left Inter, it was like why would he consider Spurs when he can just wait for another job? I think the Madrid job was still available at that point. Like Dan hadn't left, but it looked like he was on his way out. Mm. And then the talk like you got all the guys, you got like your Di Marzios, your Fabrizios, your Dan Killy reporting that there is actually something in there. Mm. And then, then it kind of turns out. Oh, he, he doesn't believe that the club can match his ambitions. Which he thinks like, okay, f- all right, fair enough. Like, I I I don't disagree with that, you know. So, um, and then as soon, almost as soon as it seems like Paratici is a done deal to come in as director, Fonseca is the new name, and I think that kind of that kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I, I remember saying for a while, like, I believe the new manager is going to be someone that wasn't even linked at all like in the last few months and for Zeka definitely that and then it was just all this kind of stuff like oh it's gonna be a straight swap with Mourinho for managers and I just I could not be bothered to deal with that narrative so it might have been a bit fun with him because it's a bit of an unknown but mm. I'm glad that we don't have to live with that all year and the Catuso stuff like you talk about Hunter like it was nice for the fan base to come together and really kind of rally against having someone who has such a history of bigoted comments and beliefs like yeah it, it was and I think I feel like I kind of segues nicely into Nuno because Nuno is someone who's spoken eloquently particularly on like the Black Lives Matter stuff he's someone who was really well loved at Wolves he could he kind of really brought the club together and that's what we need right now we need a unifying figure we need someone who we can all enjoy just being around being around him being in our lives him being The head coach of this club, like I think, I think Nuno is obviously a good manager, he's not amazing, he's not crap. This is probably the level for me. Nuno is probably a coach for a top seven club in the Premier League, and he's proven that two hours, three years in the Premier Wolves. So, I'm not totally disheartened by it. It's just so annoying when we've been through the stuff at the start of the search with Poch and Conte that this is kind of where we're at now
2: there there was a moment wasn't there in his um in his first interview where even if you were the most pessimistic person in the world you would have felt a flutter of oh wow what's that like to, that's amazing to have that again when he said we're going to make you proud and mm-hmm. and it was like mm-hmm. oh oh positivity (laughs) this is so nice
1: it was also a bit like
3: don't you don't stand where he stood don't (laughs) say what he said (laughs) because obviously it's parroting what what Pochettino said at the end of his first sort of club interview Um, but I absolutely agree I do wonder and maybe it's a question for you guys if um, if if Mourinho had been fired and five days later Nuno had been made manager what would you what would you guys have felt then you think because uh, i think that's a good way of looking at it do you know what mate i uh, haven't i
2: spoke to i've spoken to a number of wolves fans mm. um more recently just kind of like to learn a little bit more about because you do, I, I don't think you as a neutral you have no idea what's going on at a club in the same way that fans do i mean yeah. people when people talk about yeah. spurs on any show I often think you just you, you're so surface level. Like they you you were still hearing sort of six seven months into the season last year, people going on about like, well, like obviously it's not work with Gareth Bale, and it's like you you literally haven't watched anything if you genuinely believe that Gareth Bale yeah. is not a world class footballer anymore. For example, every like, every kid. game we
0: watched was the what was worse than the last, and it was just like how how are we finding new ways to get mm. worse? And people
2: and people were de- people were sort of desperate to pin it on really generic things. So I thought, well, mm. look. With Nuno, I want to speak to as many Wolves fans as I can. And the more Wolves fans I speak to, the more excited I get about... I mean, I, 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 I'm interested to see what he's going to do, style of football-wise. But from a from a unity point of view and a relationship with the fans' point of view, they adore him. Mm. They talk about him with such positivity. They He left the club and uh, left Wolves not in a phenomenal position in the league, but he got a the, the the warmest ovation as he was leaving the club on the last day of the season. They and worshipped they, him there. They really they worshipped him. And I, you don't get that without having engaged with the fans on some level. And that, for me, was the breakdown with with Mourinho. I felt like, at the beginning, he like he wanted to engage with fans. And by the end, we'd got into this weird place where I don't know how... I, I don't know whether they... I don't know whether he was even what he was connected to in the end. You know, mm. by the time that he left, what he was, w- 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 other than being connected to the idea of trying to win for number one, like I didn't feel like he had that. My ambition every game is to make the fans proud.
0: Well, Mourinho mm. hasn't stopped going on about the cup final that he never got to manage since he went to Roma. He's yeah. mentioned it like three or four times already. He's three if or four. Clear, yeah,
3: he's three or four days away from adding it to his CV. Let's be honest. Probably would have won this League <laughs> Cup. you <laughs> have <laughs> echoed that
2: so many times. But sorry yeah. to, to, so to answer your question, like I, mm. I that that is like that I'm glad that I've done that sort of research Due now. New
3: diligence.
2: Yeah, I'm because it's made more than the club. I'm I'm like, oh God, I'm I'm so like I'm so looking forward to that feeling of everyone being a bit closer together again.
3: Well, look. Let's be honest. If if there's one club that's aware that you can have a very good manager who can go right off the boil, it's us. Uh, Pochettino, best manager of our lifetime, goes off the boil for twelve months and gets gets the sack. I everyone everyone who watched Wolves will say they were one of the worst teams to watch in the league last year. They were stodgy. They were they were they were boring. They were uh, they had the, they lost their main man, and that meant they lost their way of playing. But as you said, they were good in the past. And I mean, I know it's going back a little bit further, but this, if if reports are to be believed, Paratici showed Levy the football he used to play at Valencia, which was a much more fluid, quicker style of football. And he said if he can marry that with the um, defensive acumens of wolves, then then you've got a decent team who are good to watch on the eyeball, so hard to break down. Now whether you can do that with our current crop of players is the completely is a completely different question, but I mean one that we'll come on to. I'm 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 always hopeful to be honest, but I feel better about this appointment than Mourinho. And that's saying oh, something. For
2: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. What do you reckon, Jude? I
4: think it's a bit tough to, to judge Wolves off last season or judge Nuno off him because obviously Raul Jimenez had the big injury and then Jota had already left and, you know, he was left with um, Fabio Silva up front who, you know, might be a really, really good player, but is about 18 and quite a, a skinny little weed in the grass there. Um, and it just, it, it felt like a time for a refresh over there, but, you know, just one, one club in the Prem that needs some sort of feeling of unity and not having their manager, take shots at every player under the sun, um, is Spurs. So yeah, quietly, quietly optimistic. I don't think they can do any worse than they did last season, if you what? put it that way. So like top six, top seven, I think that is like a fine starting point.
3: Is that um, dependent on keeping Harry Kane though, Jude? Well, I think I
4: mean, if, if he goes, it all goes, it all goes, um, You know, sort of tits up, but I I don't think that will happen this summer. Can I just double
2: down on a point that you made? That you said about um, players, kind of Jose putting players in a in a in a spot with his the way spoken interviews, press conferences, etc. I think just reading Twitter, media, press. I think people have forgotten how at times it it felt really horrible like for fans hearing mm-hmm. your manager talking so openly about people that you as a fan love like i i particularly delhi like i th- i genuinely i think he's such a fantastic player and i think a good manager who is prepared to challenge him and is prepared to nurture him and look after him and honestly take seriously the fact that he was that he was held i think at knife point in his own home like mm-hmm. with his brother, and, and assaulted in his own home, and take the soft skills side of the job seriously as w- as well, and look after someone like that, as opposed to publicly sort of not humili. I'm not going to say humiliating him because it's part of the job, but publicly bashing him. Like I'm excited to see that again, and see someone like Nuno who clearly understands the the kind of the the man management side of the game in 2021 very well. I'm excited to see that.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, with, with Jose and on Delhi and Gareth Bale, it was sort of just like, well, you don't know these players, and you're not making any any attempt to sort of figure out how they work. And like, I know he called Delhi shit at training or something like that in the in the documentary. But that was that was pretty much it. And it was as soon as like there was one stinker of a performance, it was Everton on the first day of the season, wasn't it? That was just that, and it was just like one guy having a bit of an ego um complex and but that's that's all done with now thankfully and um we've just got a guy who you know maybe not the greatest manager in the world but like decent enough and it's going to make um that squad a lot more whole than it was and no more fractures in it hopefully
2: that, that's the, i think that's the kind of the number one thing right i mean Given where we were, if you said you could you could fix one thing immediately, obviously there's as as with every season that goes badly, it feels like there's so many things that you gotta try and fix immediately. But if you said to Spurs fans last season, what's the, the one thing that you need to to get right? Am I right in saying for you guys it would be the atmosphere around the team and like the lack of negativity?
3: Yeah, we need to. That needs that, that. It's not just around the team; it's around the club. But I think the manager can affect that massively. And and Where? you know, we would t- we were t- we knew you don't have to be told by Man United fans that it's going to end terribly and it's going to end up with toxicity. You could see it. You can see it. He leaves a a, a trail of destruction, and we know that it was a, a pipe dream of Levy's to get him in as manager. What him two thousand eight didn't get him. He then. Sat on it for ten years, ignored everyone saying that he's too expensive, over and sort of past the, the peak of being able to win things as modern footballs moved on, and we we paid the price, and we are paying the price. So Levy taking more of a backseat, Paratici takes take so much stick on on his sort of shoulders now, um, but I think the only thing that that bringing Nuno in should do is help raise at least the sort of accountability that comes when the team doesn't play well and and he'll manage it much better and hopefully that leads to a better atmosphere at the stadium. I mean, you know, we're back in the stadium. Like, we've never really made this place. Like, there was a couple of nights, you know, the Champions League nights in particular, but this place still has, doesn't feel particularly homely, I th- I'd say. Maybe I'm wrong in that. I don't know if you guys agree, but, but I think, this is the year now to sort of you do have to cut cut that off and say right it's done. But I do think that comes from selling a few of these guys as well. Genuinely, I think it's like a if there's going to be a restart, there has to be a hard restart.
2: It'd be interesting to see
3: like what what happens now
2: transfer wise in the transfer market because as ever it's a uh, the, the whole merry-go-round. Already, it's making my head want to explode. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. just quickly, Shawnee, on on the point that Hunter made there. I think that's a really, really interesting point and really, really good point about making home feel at like home because we still not we still haven't had a full season in the stadium.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <coughs> sorry. So yeah, that's definitely an important thing. Um because the, especially like when you look at the back end of when we did have full stadiums, like after Kane got injured and there were some really, really bad... I mean, the, the, the final performance at the stadium with a full crowd was Dyer going into the stands and... <laughs> was
2: that yeah. the last game? That, of... was
0: the, that was the last game with no. um, was 100... Norwich? Yeah, Norwich, no. Norwich in the FA Cup lost on the shootout. That was the no. last one. And then, the, so, I remember <laughs> tweeting this at the time when he was about to be appointed. The last manager to win a Premier League game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium with a full crowd was Nuno with Wolves in that. <laughs> you, know, the ge- you know, the game where Ndombele got dug out for like not tracking back or whatever. And it was just yeah. like, this is so horrendous. Where the hell are we going? Mm. And like at, at that rate, like when you look at how that, that season could have ended in mayhem if it was played in front of fans. Like it was so just ugh, like when you look, and you think about the amount of time and all the stuff that's happened, not necessarily just in football, but in, like in the world. Like it's a between, lifetime, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It is a lifetime. It's, so much has happened. And when um, you think the like the first two games back will be Arsenal in the Mind Charity Cup and City reigning champions, Manchester City, <laughs> on the opening weekend of the Premier League, it's like, could really do with just a performance where, a couple performances where we really kind of give our all and... We show that we've just got something about us. Just like I'm not expecting two wins. I'm not expecting one win. I'm expecting a team who look so much more drilled than they were at the end of last season because it was just It's
3: got it's quite like, interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sean, we got we got the cup final, which essentially ended our season anyway yeah. last year. Yeah. And and as we could see then, we were just out coached. I mean, it it wasn't even close. It was like an FA Cup that, that's, team. Sc- that again, Sky Sports City. graphic
0: where it was like the, the games that like, Pep's taking charge like nearly a thousand games and this was Ryan Mason's second. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> including this, <laughs> yeah. Including, yeah. this exactly. <laughs> In thing, including
4: this.
2: Exactly. saying including
4: this Trophies. Yeah. Zero. Yeah, trophies was the one, wasn't it? <laughs> so look, you're absolutely zero
3: right. When we come up against City, it's not going to be like Spurs fans expecting to outplay City all of a sudden, but we want to see a more drilled team who look like there's a style, not a style, you know, it's the first game of the season, but at least a plan in place to mm. deal with them. And um, it'll be interesting. We could do with a, a little 10-0 win against Montecatini before that. <laughs> <laughs> if that's knocking around. Oh, so
2: good. I mean, it, immediately seeing that. and see, oh, I'm not even going to get into that. Um, uh, let's, let's, <laughs> let's just talk through those friendlies, because Sean's mentioned them there. So we've got a number of games coming up over the next few weeks. Is there anyone... That you guys are excited to watch, or is there anyone that you're excited to see whether they get a new lease of new lease of life under Nuno?
0: Let's get this Ollie skip. Um, yeah, Gumball let's do it. Going. Yeah, and then when Hoiberg comes back, that's a nice midfield three. Let's start
2: that hype train now.
3: Let's, let's get it go. going. But like that's a that's a good example though. We need to get someone like Harry Winks needs to uh, for me hmm. needs to move on, not for his for his sake and for our sake. And, but, like, that, don't, these friendlies are such a good opportunities for the, the likes of Ryan Sessegnon, Ollie Oli uh, even Dane Scarlett, who apparently is going to get a bit more of a shot in the squad this year. Um, th- these are such a good... I mean, all of the, these might as well... Have we just picked the four, like, most narrative-driven friendlies that we could? Because we've got Leighton Orient, which is, like, the Harry Kane team. We've got <laughs> Milton Keynes. And I know we're doing stuff with Delhi around there, let's be honest. And then we've got Chelsea and Arsenal, which is like, uh, we know what got, you're doing there. there.
0: We also got the revenge for the Colchester for the League Cup game a couple of seasons ago. Well,
3: brilliant. We're going to, we're going to smash oh, them up. Good off. Lord, yeah. yeah. One, um, one other thing, a
2: just nice. to put in, put in on, on that with Leighton Orient, obviously, is the Justin Edinburgh connection, which is quite nice. Oh, that's nice. Oh,
3: yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad thing. I just I'd like that the club are like, right, let's pick the four that the fans <laughs> might care about the most. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And there's fingers crossed. There's there's a few. Like, I mean, when you look at our team, right? You're looking. There's players that need confidence, but also there's players that, if they pick up a goal or two going into the start of the season, we might really rally behind. You know, fans might really get with us, Stevie Bergvine, mm, for example. Fans yeah. could really get going on him. I think.
3: I I can't help but feel like a summer off for Stevie Bergvine to do a full preseason with with a manager is going to help him massively. Um, and there's a few in there that I feel the same way about. You know, I hope Delhi comes back and he and he's firing. He looks incredibly fit, but what does that fucking mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, Ollie skips are one that we've we've all got incredibly excited about. Uh, rightly so, you know. Anyone who saw any performances for him for Norwich last year will, will tell you that he looks like a brilliant player. Mourinho called him the future captain of Tottenham. And maybe England, I can't remember. He he really talked him up, didn't he? Um, but yeah, look, there's plenty of players in that's in the in the squad that these are the games where you, you sort of try and make a mark. But
2: if we if we're to assume then that the Euros players and Copper America players are are out of action, um, who are we looking forward to watching first up? I mean it's late in Orient at the weekend um, on Saturday afternoon um who are you guys looking forward to to watching in there
4: if we go um two up front we could get a little bit of a Troy Parrot and Dane Scarlett going oh. which would be nice wouldn't it Ooh. the two big prodigies yeah
2: Dane Scarlett's the... looking jacked
4: you know he's looking he's, he's a, looking... a big fellow <laughs> isn't he yeah
2: he looks like he's put on a lot of muscle weight is not he lots of mass He's been
4: packing
3: on mass. <laughs> I one, of, one of the You're players cultivating of the, mass. the best name in the squad is Malachi Fagan-Walcott, yeah. which is just a name yeah. and a half. I also yeah. like Marcel Lavinier as a name. There's just some great ne- Regardless of football, some top, top names going on in, in, in the potential squads. Yeah, they need to pass
2: but, the name
0: yeah. test. Yeah, 100%.
2: Mm. I, I really like Harvey White as well. I think he's a lovely player. He's a really, yeah. really nice player. Um, and he got some game time for us. Not only last season, sort of dotted through the season, but in preseason last year, he got a really good run out. Um, and I, I feel like there's an opportunity for him. Not, uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be a, a first team regular, but with the the Conference League, it's such a good opportunity to blood some of these young guys to give them some really sort of good experience in the first team, and 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 to give weeks off for guys that just need the break.
3: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Look, there's plenty of players. Look, we have a lot of talent coming through in this team, as well as guys who need to, like, you know, you're already seeing rumours that Stevie Bergwijn's wanted by clubs back in uh, the Netherlands and Eric Ramella's supposedly on the move, blah, 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 blah. But the point is they're here and they all need to, everyone who's here at the moment really needs to impress Nuno. Because there's a chance that they're either going to be biffed off or they're just not. They're going to sit on the bench all season. So it's a it's a great opportunity. There's a, there's a, one other. I forgot what his name is. The 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 kid we
0: signed from Wigan. Uh, what the, 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 the what? Divine Alfie Divine.
3: Alfie Divine. I don't know if he's if he's fit for his playing, but I mean the chat when he joined was like this kid is unbelievable. Blah blah. He Obviously played well in that FA Cup game. Got got a goal against. Mm-hmm. That team that's near Liverpool, that I've forgotten. Marine, the name Marine. Marine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, again, I do like I like the pre seasons but I really think give give the kids a chance to to shine in in these games, and also give the kids a chance to shine in the Europa League, the Europa Conference League this year, which I have no idea when that starts, and I don't know if I'll watch it. But <laughs> yeah, we don't need Harry. Yeah, we don't need yeah. Harry getting on a plane to Azerbaijan yeah, or exactly. Moldova. Just let him.
4: Then rest up.
2: find out on the 2nd of August um, the draw and where, whether we're going to be at home first or away first or whatever and what would be really really nice is if Nuno doesn't after the first leg Nuno doesn't have what we had with like young boys uh, during our first, first trip into the Champions League remember when we went away and it should have just been like a nice little okay let's get the goals in now so we can chill back home and we ended up having a blooming heart attack when they scored Twice in the first half,
3: yeah. Roman yeah. pavlyuchenko digging us out, oh, God, saving what us. A <laughs> what
2: a goal that! And then back at home, we absolutely Yeah, we, we played yeah. seven foot Peter Crouch, and they've never played someone. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome to the
3: Thunderdome. <laughs> I, don't what, I don't know what to do. In <laughs> yeah. your come boys, yeah. Um, zone.
2: <laughs> so, um, next thing we need to kind of next on the agenda transfers. What have you guys heard? Ninety minutes. tell us, tell us what we need to know. Who have we
4: been linked with? Ninety minutes about every uh, centre back under the sun, I think.
0: <laughs> um, that's, that, that, that's someone said that's how Paratici works, doesn't he? He works. Yeah, on, like, I ten, heard, He Does do? Yeah, at once. yeah. Ten yeah. targets at once. ten targets. You might get two of them. Yeah. Well, we yeah, apparently this.
3: The first one's almost done, right? The the. Tomiassu, Tomiassu, um, yeah, yeah, Who, from Bologna. Yeah. If you can, I mean, if you can look me in the eyes and tell me you watch lots of Tomiassi, I'll I'll buy you a pint. But you, <laughs> you're not a Bologna can't. ultra. <laughs> <laughs> I, you
0: know,
3: I, mean, I, yeah, watched, I watched them by accident. I watched them play <laughs> Inter Milan and AC Milan and Juve. Did he stand and, out? He, well, no, that's my point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's hard to stand out as like a as a centre back or as like he, he can play centre back or right back, right? But yeah, either way, look, we need defenders, even if just yeah. to like, take some of the pressure off our other defenders and, and send them into yeah. the sort of fire pit that is our defence every now and then. And, um, but I mean, you're right. It has been a million defenders that we've been linked with so far. The, the most notable two being Milan Skriniar and, and um, Jules Koundé.
0: Koundé uh, was right off yeah. in about yeah, 12 hours. I mean, both <laughs> just said, nah, I'm all right. <laughs> and, and can you blame them?
3: no absolutely not <laughs> but the
0: good, the good thing the good thing I, I did start like a the kind of discourse that like oh two years ago even two years ago under Parch, yeah, like couldn't they screen they would have been the kind of players that would have walked to Spurs if they were interested because they knew that they would have been in safe hands it would have been a good club for them mm. now this is the, the the reality we face it's going to be much harder to bring these guys in so we are, we are going to have to look at a calibre player more like Tommy Yasu who's he's still a bit more He's I think he's a bit low risk, high reward, but the, he, like it's it's not Cunha, it's not Spinio, is it? So well, yeah, it's like a Joe Roden, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah.
4: Let's be honest. Ho- it,
0: it, Ho- hopefully, more minutes for him this season because he's looked really good. He, he has good looked. He him. was so
4: good for Wales in the summer, yeah. like mm. un- outrageous the amount of interceptions and blocks he was
3: getting. in. I mean, I know that's how Wales play, but he was just <laughs> everywhere. That's my that's my only worry with him. Is is can he play in a team that wants to be more um, expansive, but Maybe we'll, you know. Maybe we won't have to find that out. <laughs> Who the, the, the The other big one, obviously, up top, Danny Ings. Well, I mean, it feels like we get linked with Danny Ings every every other window at the moment. But I, would be a good signing. Uh, it just can't be an. It can't be a silly amount of money with Danny Ings. That's the problem because he's too injury prone. He's too injury prone. He, he's
0: twenty eight. He's uh, we we've got. Our, t- our two best players are forwards, anyway. Like that was the weird thing, right? Because one of the
4: reports came out saying, like, uh, Nuno wants to buyings and play him up top with Harry Kane. It's like, well, you play, where does my... Son as a
0: touchline winger?
4: Oh god, <laughs> doing that again, FA, yeah. Cup, <laughs> FA Cup Vietnam <laughs> oh, flashbacks. Jesus PTSD. Christ, yeah, that ended so well, didn't it? Yeah.
0: Son, why you sliding the books? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get
4: that. Yeah. And then and the, one...
0: the
4: one, Go on, Johnny, sorry me.
0: What the one that came out last night from? Was Julian Llorena? Is that we've entered the race oh, for Alvar yeah. with Arsenal? But then yeah. I like Alvar as a player, but I do think, like said, to are one of those areas where, <laughs> where we're also kind of fine in So the
3: swap deal with Musa.
0: La so, yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> <the> Sport <laughs> was saying that we're we're also in for um, Renato Sanchez this morning, which is like. This is Para is going in for fifty again and just seeing <laughs> yeah, who <comes> yeah. in. <laughs> one thing like forgive me, this is where I'm going
2: full coys, and you'll be like, oh, shut it. <laughs> one thing I did do the other day though I sort of had a little look through and thought what what would our starting 11 be right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can keep people fit, he's still got a great platform of players to work with. If you think that it's as a front three, maybe you're talking Delhi son Kane. Midfield three, you're talking hoy Biela, Celso, and Dombele, Bele or skip someone coming in there. Like Regulon at left back, giving him a full season, a full preseason as well. Hugo in goal. Like we've still got that Roden We've we've said is a, a potential to, to sort of come through at the moment. Toby still, still very much a, a, a very solid centre-back choice. Uh, right back. Yeah. We, we, we perhaps need to kind of like see what, what will happen moving forward, but we've, I'm not, it's not a bad side. Like, that's still a, a very, very, very good team.
3: Um, you've, you've ignored the centre-backs, but I'll allow it.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're we, we sort of like... I, I, I think there's an... Because of the nature of the last six months and because of where we'd got to with Mourinho, mm. there's a a natural tendency. I think Spurs fans got into that weird mentality of like, ah, sod trip. it all, yeah, sod yeah. it all, yeah. sod yeah. rubbish. rubbish. Like, but it, yeah. it, it really, really... It really isn't like I, I'm so excited to watch Tangi again. Like if Lacelso Celso can get somewhere near to where he was during Project Restart when he was comfortably our best player.
3: just had a very good copper. I have to say, he played he played a lot of minutes for Argentina in like quite a dysfunctional team uh who managed to go and win win the whole thing for the first time in years. Um you're, you're right, you're right. But there are some key, key areas we need to address let's not pretend that we don't need a right back let's not pretend that we don't need a, a center back and we need another striker we still need another striker like Carlos Vinicius came in at a lovely old time in the Europa League against he punched the post when he scored against Marine and that's what he'll be remembered for but there are slamming that... one in from the yard <laughs> out <laughs> that was great <laughs> uh, that's what you know and and on top of that we've also lost the most beautiful player in the Premier League in Paolo Gazaniga. RIP. I thought you were going to say Gareth Bale there. In Gareth um, Bale. But, well, and Gareth, but we have lost Gareth Bale. That's, I mean, he's got a lot of goals for us. He's got a lot of goals for us.
2: It's one of the things that I can't get my head around yeah. is that the way people were trying to go on about as if he'd had a crap season. It's like if 14 goals is a crap season,
3: there is a lot of deadwood in the play. Yeah. Let's look at everyone below him. Oh, everyone else. Like, there's not many people who scored that many goals. And Like, I, I i
2: yeah I can't get on board with the idea that that people talk about his wages if it's their own money <laughs> it, it's like
3: and he's it, taking that off me and yeah, he's sitting they, on a bench
2: you're literally, to be overjoyed as a Tottenham fan that you've got that option like, mm. we had that option last year and we we sort of jose chose not to chose not to use it so oh, um, but
3: so if if we were to go around, what's the position that you guys all would want to address the most?
4: Great question,
3: Jude. Jude, most
4: uh I mean, off off the back of last season, is definitely a new centre back, and mm. I, I just refresh that area completely because Toby's. I think he said he wants to go yeah. earlier in the summer. Yeah, um, Eric Dyer. I mean, I'm not not sure anymore on Eric Dyer. Don't worry, because <laughs> Eric Dyer is just, <laughs> he's sure. He, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then Davinson just hasn't really progressed at all. Like we thought he might because he had such a good debut season when he was mm-hmm. just playing I think they played three at the back quite a lot yeah they did um, and he was just smashing it alongside Jan and Toby um, but yeah they needed they definitely needed you said it.
3: I still feel like that was maybe a little bit of like a, we're playing him against two of the with two of the best centre backs in the world so they can, yeah. they can get him out of jail. It's almost like when you put any central midfielder with Musa Dembele and you're like, oh, is Eric Dyer actually a really good <laughs> progressive <laughs> central midfielder? No, he's not. He's playing next to Musa Dembele. All right, okay. Sean, what, what would you want to go after? Is it centre-back? Yeah, it's, as well, it's
0: definitely centre-back, yeah. yeah. we just got to sort it out. Can I,
3: I, I put a little star next to that? It's like,
2: on. I I've really want a centre-back, but I, oh my word, have I missed having like a really, really good it. right back.
3: Yes, he said my <laughs> one. That's exactly, what I want to have the balance of a good right back and a good left back. Because I honestly think in modern football, especially if we're going to play with wing backs, it's so, so, so important. I don't, uh, no offence to Matt Doherty. I'm sure new will see the real Matt Doherty this year. Uh, hopefully, because he, you know, he did get COVID and he didn't have a pre-season and there he, there were a lot of things against Matt Doherty last year, we, 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 can admit that but there needs to be two absolutely and i would like lo- lo- we've been linked with some decent again we've been linked with the, the three that we're always linked with so like you, your max aarons and uh the young guy from nice say Terry nice. lampty came Tarrant. and went very quickly very quickly but yeah.
2: i w- like i don't think I- i'm bang up for the sort of Matt Darty resurgence because when Nuno wants to play three at the back with wingbacks, I'm like, great, brilliant, yeah. perfect. I also think we need to have a flyer. I also think we need to have an option of a very, very pacey fullback because that's just the nature of Premier League football at the moment. Mm-hmm. So like, you need to have that functionality for when teams sit deep against us. That's one thing that, that in the past we've struggled with is teams sit in. And when we're, when they're like smaller teams, do you remember when we beat West Brom? Yeah. One nil. And it was from, let's face it, like a fairly speculative ball from Dotty into Kane, who got that gorgeous flick on header. But I didn't feel like we had enough pace out wide, yeah, Yeah, to
3: actually. And has not been able to offer that at all as well like he's quick he is quick already but he hasn't got five yard acceleration he's quick over a longer length of speed look if I was in charge of the budget mate we'd be splodging it all on Tarek Lamptey and we'd all be (laughs) getting he'd be the front of my campaign he'd like sell Kane yeah whatever he's gone Tarek
2: (laughs) (laughs) invest it all in Tarek Lamptey yeah (laughs) Um,
3: Uh, yeah. no no I was just gonna say that I think I totally agree with what you said. I think those two should be the apps, what we're looking at 100%. I think with Oli Skip coming in, with Tango, with Lo Celso, with Hoybier having the sort of, again, continued success that he seems to be having. Um, there is a, There is a functional midfield that we have already. It's just about whether Nuno can make it work, which others have failed to so far.
2: Let's go on then, and just sort of—I I think that kind of neatly uh, leads us in to what our expectation expectation is from this season. Like, what are we looking for now? Is it as simple as reconnecting, or should we be looking at higher things? Should we be looking at sort of tangible results that we? all us fans are are clinging on to and saying, we are aiming for this position in the league, or we are aiming for this piece of silverware. It definitely, I I don't know about you guys, definitely feels like it's very, very different going into the start of the season to last year when there was kind of like this this very straightforward, like Spurs must win some silverware (laughs) and people were like battering us over the head with that.
3: I mean, I don't know what you guys, for me, it's going to be a matter of reconnecting with the club. And and looking forward to watching some some good football. And I think for me that will be the. the I, I, it's almost like post Sherwood, pre Poch. It's like it's about getting the right people in, rebuilding the connection with the club, getting the fans back in the stadium, and and showing them that these players can play good, attractive football, which at times they did last year. Um, and that, for me, that that with the squad we have, that means we get. A sixth place finish, a fifth or sixth place finished, and and that's absolutely fine with me because you have to be realistic. We haven't invested like these other clubs. You see the money that Chelsea and City and United and Liverpool are sort of talking about spending. We just don't have it. We just don't have it. So, it's about let's, being let's realistic. be practical. I mean, City are linked to Jack Grealish for a hundred million. Yeah, I mean you.
2: I'll compete with that. We, we're not going to spend a hundred million on a player this time. What, like, that's
4: sorry, not. That's, what was what was our offer for him? Three mil. Which is now Where worth that's one hundred that's one hundred
3: and three million, mate. Now, <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's but it's like we can't. Like I think you hand so we can't compete in the no. in the same way that others others can in mm. the transfer market. So, being practical, I do, I don't think Spurs fans as uh, much as we get criticised for dreaming too big, I, I think Spurs fans this season will be very realistic about where we are, what we need to do and how we need to move forward, Jude. I don't know whether you agree with that or not.
4: No, absolutely. Um, I'd say the, the big thing is just trying to get rid of um, any sort of apathetic vibes that mm-hmm. um, have creeped in very, very much over the uh, the last year and a half or so. And then, like as, as far as like any finishes are concerned, I'm thinking like I might set my expectations by the tenth game or somewhere like that. So we will have gone through a fair few a few good teams, like including City on the first day, and you know Nuno actually likes playing City, not to get our hopes up, but he's got he does seem to have a, a really good record against. We'll right? um, <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
2: do no hot good. takes until game ten. Fine, fine, <laughs> yeah. fine, we'll yeah. all agree that, that we're all going to kind of like we'll obviously analyse but we won't go big on any sort of take
3: the antithesis to modern media
2: yeah exactly <laughs> I, I, I,
0: I, I, oh, God, I, I must have me. a take <laughs> I do think it's imperative that we get back into the top six this season I think it's fine for Arsenal to go to finish eight two years in a row and still kind of have that kind of stature about their club because they've got years of equity of yeah exactly whatever like we don't really have that we need to I th- and I think that's why Nuno generally is a good appointment because I think that he will get that I think with this squad with any potential further incomings I think that we will get top six because mm. that's our level but I think it's important that we get back in because I think we've been you know, you know when people like talk about our the big six like it's not really the big six anymore like this was our lowest finish seventh place our lowest finish since the year Ramos had us in the last place for like <laughs> three four weeks like that is that's a long long time since we dropped out of the top six so and we don't I don't want to be playing Europa Conference League football for more than one season so yeah you can already it'll be, see it'd be nice to go into Euro, just Europa League again
3: how it's damaging our transfers people mm-hmm. saying oh I don't want to drop out of the Champions League oh I don't want to drop out of the Europa League even yeah and and the, the problem with then comes I've seen that recently there's been a small switch to We should sell Harry Kane to Manchester City. But lads, there's just no way of going out and spending that money on players that can improve the squad because those players are in the Champions League. They're not going to Mm. come to Europa Conference. He's so valuable to us now. He's probably the most valuable he's ever been to Spurs now because we could never get a player like Harry Kane in and we could never spend that money. 100%, yeah. Well,
2: like Harry Kane is is one of the top 10 players in the world. Mm. You know, that's, I mean, that, that's the, the the basics of it. Is that he is a player that if you put him in any team in anywhere in the world, he would improve it and and be their best player. Basically, it's it is it, kind of beyond. For me, I still pinch myself when I'm watching him play for Spurs, and I have to remind myself how lucky we are that he's playing in a Spurs shirt, like and mm. and that he's part of the club and so ingrained in the DNA of the club. I just think that moving forward. We're sort of finally, hopefully there is now a, a real clarity around the idea of the value of what Harry Redknapp, for example, did in getting Spurs into the Champions League. People mm. always used to beat Spurs over their head with a, what have you won thing? But it's so important for the club and the infrastructure and kind of how seriously we're taken to be in that competition. Because at that time, like the, the players that we're being linked with that we would be linked with that you guys said earlier on the chance. So they've probably turned it down. Mm. There's no way they turn it down. Like you said, Jordan, no, absolutely down, like, and, and we being in the champions league, or at least being considered to be on the periphery of that is quite, it's a big deal for, for players. We're I'm sort of desperate. That's my, my kind of big thing is I want people, to, I want people to be, I want there to be a trepidation about playing Spurs again, people to be like, Oh, we're playing a big team. And I sort of there's a little bit of me, honestly, that looks over at the way the way that Leicester are, are set up in terms of their playing squad and their philosophy and the way that they sort of played football last year and thinks we 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 sort of need to we need to get back we need to get back to where Leicester are.
3: They've I mean they they've just gone about their business so so quietly and so comfortably over the last few years, haven't they? And they've brought in players that only improved the squad. They've They don't pander to sort of the big agents. They sort of... And then this summer, summer especially, I always think you have to be wary of this because it tends to be the team that's done the good business. (laughs) that It just doesn't work for them straight away. But I do think the signings they've made have been very astute. And it, it, it does... You do look at them, especially the Spurs now. We're probably in a more similar position to Leicester than those other four super clubs. And you sort of go they're just getting it right and they're getting it done and I think one of the things that's so important now in modern football is to get your, your signings done early and this is something Daniel Levy obviously we know what he likes to do. get your signings down early let your manager have a full pre-season with them all everyone knows what the, the fucking job is but when the day one comes everyone knows what the job is and then you can go from there and you tweak it as you need as needs be and I've just feels like if we don't get the transfers within the next two weeks we're going in again with a bit of a well with a, with a new especially a new defence that's that's the thing isn't it if we, we if we need a centre back and a right back and we don't have them in the next couple of weeks then we're going into a season with very much the same again
2: yeah i think it's it's a case of um if anyone needs reminding, go back and watch the highlights of that game against Liverpool, where they were on their worst run that they've been on for like three or four years or something. And then we sort of opened the back door and said, come on in, lads, <laughs> come on in, fill your boots. So, like, it, yeah, it, I'm, I'm saying, mate, mate. Um, and to be honest, I think we have absolutely like battered listeners ears now. Uh, considering that we haven't we haven't potted for ages, and now they've got an hour of content, we can leave it there because there's loads more to get into. But we can do that next week. Um, it's been a joy getting to sit down together again, lads. I've missed it.
3: Well, what, what a lovely thing to do again. It's almost like therapy, this, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's been too long since a big, uh,
4: big wow, wow, wow.
3: Absolutely. And uh, look, we'll all be sitting inside this weekend, 28 degrees, watching Leighton Orient play Spurs.
2: I, I'm throwing this out there. It's free to watch, so we're immediately I'm one up. <laughs> <laughs> we're immediately one up on Arsenal, who charged people that money to watch them get humped around
3: the pit by Hibernians. So um, um, we should we should go to the uh, Spurs Arsenal game though.
0: Ooh, Do a shot. little
3: bit of a day out at the stadium. What a
0: night day out!
2: Yeah, going, for, going to charity as well.
3: And, um, that's, and- yeah. It's mind right.
2: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh,
3: absolutely. So, yeah. Let's do it, guys.
2: I think there's that'll be, yeah, will there be the a full stadium for that as well. First yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. First, is it the first full North London Derby? North London Derby. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. There you go.
2: Because even the women's games haven't had they haven't been allowed 62, have they?
3: But they're doing the women's game after, right?
2: Yeah, double header. Oh, oh
3: lads less oh, do it. Close. That'd be lovely. Old lads, 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 <laughs> lads, lads. lads, lads. <laughs> right. And um, I did... beforehand.
2: <laughs> 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 um I hope you enjoyed the pod. Um the chances are if you're listening to this is because you listen to it all the time. But if you are a new listener and you're someone that enjoys listening to conversation about tottenham Hotspur. you can subscribe to the pod on any podcast platform and we'd very much appreciate it if you leave us a review and a rating that's also massively appreciated um one thing we all need to be way better at this season is taking q a and actually like running with it in every pod so we will do that much much more for you guys so get those questions in when when hunter whacks out the tweet to say podcast, come and get your questions in, shove them in and we'll answer as many of them as possible on the pod. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you all next week after the Spurs have hopefully got off to an absolute flyer against Leighton Orient.
1: Save big on Brunch for mom, All in the Kroger app!